springing from the bed and breaking away from them, I rushed to his room and saw him then, saw him dead and in his coffin. I had a serious relapse and for a long time fluttered between life and death, but my time had not come and slowly I recovered. Then I learned that on the morning following that awful night, he had been found at the bottom of the garden, lying on his face, stark and dead, with the blue blood oozing from his mouth. As you may imagine, that place was fraught with too much that was painful for me to remain there, and for a long time I traveled about with my mother until she died, and soon after I lost my only brother. The charm of life had now gone for me. The world could give no pleasure, and so at last I came here to bury myself in solitude with an old and faithful servant who will remain with me as long as I live. I listened with absorbed interest to this remarkable story, which was told with striking, dramatic power. She was the better for having told me her history, for her solitude and the burden of her secret had become unbearable. From that hour, a strong friendship sprang up between us, and it resulted in my going to live with her. The friendship was uninterrupted for half a dozen years. Then I nursed her in a brief illness, which terminated in her sudden death. She had willed her property to me, and the first thing I did was to utterly destroy the portrait of Carlo Garcia, for it filled me with a sense of horror. I had looked upon it once, and once only. That was on the morning when I first made the acquaintance of Mrs. Slark, but after I knew her story, the veiled portrait became for me an object of dread, and I felt relieved when I knew it had been put out of existence.